And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I want to thank you for joining me today. I get asked one question often, and for years and years, when people find out that I'm a real estate investor, uh, invariably, um, this question pops up. And we're going to do an entire show on one question, if you can imagine that. So I hope you can stick with me for the entirety. And the one question that I get asked almost all the time is, hey, is it a good time to buy a rental property or should I wait for prices to drop? There's so much to that. We're going to have fun today unpeeling it. But those questions come from people, obviously, they're not real estate investors, okay? Um, there are people that are considering real. Well, I, I, let me take that back. Maybe they are real estate investors and they just haven't had the education or they're not using the methods that we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. The, we, we have a strategy and we have a method for investing in uh, rental properties, uh, what we do, why we do it, how we do it. So we have an entire method and strategy to that in education. And if you don't know who Lifestyles Unlimited is, that's what we are. We're a real estate education and mentoring group that will teach people how to effectively purchase real estate and really just buy your life back. But uh, for the most part, most of these people, um, they kind of listen to what I have to say or they know that I'm a real estate investor. And they say, well, is now a good time uh, to buy or should I wait for uh, prices to drop? And, and again, I've gotten this question for years and years and some background. In 2015, when I was in my, I call it my full on mode of single family property acquisitions. That's when I was, I mean, Katie barred the door. It was go, 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 go. I could not get houses fast enough. And people in 2015 Everyone I dealt with outside of fellow real estate investors would tell me that prices for new homes were, or not new homes, prices for homes in general were too high. I had realtors tell me that. I had family tell me that. I had friends tell me that. I had realtors when I, I would find a property and I'm like, I'm a bulldog now. It's like, we got to get this property. And the realtor's like, well, there's 20 offers on it. Uh, they're taking best and final and blah, blah, blah. And I wanted the property, and even the realtor's like, yeah, it's really kind of priced kind of high. You should offer X. And I'm like, no, we're going to give them exactly what they're asking. We might even go a 1,000 over. And this was way back in 2015 when I knew I had something good. People were telling me that uh, it was, you know, prices are too high. There were even real estate investors back in 2015 that went into a uh, like a hold mode, just like a stop, stop right now, hold, and they stopped buying. I kept buying. I kept buying during that time um, because when I was looking at it from where I was, I didn't see uh, an expensive home at all. Uh, I saw a property that made sense. I saw a property that cash flowed. Um, now, what was going on in 2015? Why were people saying that prices were so high? Well, 
we had come out of 2008 and 2010, and there was that downturn of real estate, um, and then they modestly started to rise coming out of 2010, modest, modest, modest rise. By 2015, we had gone through everything that had happened in 2010, and we had increased even higher to that point. And that's why people that were, quote, in the business, realtors and and all that, not real estate investors, that's why they were telling me, hey, Harrison, the prices uh, are too high. But the truth was we had gone through the cycle. We had gone through the downturn. We had adjusted. We were on the rise. We had gone through the trough and the market was coming up. And I knew that we weren't at the peak. Okay, we weren't even close to the peak. And looking back, were we close to the peak of real estate prices? No, they continued up. 2016, they went up. 2017, they went up. 2018, they went up. 2019, they went up. They went up during COVID. They went up last year. Now, where was the peak? Well, the peak was obviously either December of 2021 or let's say first quarter of 2022. That was the peak. Right now, prices are coming down. Okay. But during that entire time, everyone kept telling me they're too high and I kept buying. Now, the fact that we are having a softening of prices of home values, is this good news for home buyers? All right. Keep, keep in mind the context of my question. Uh, hey, is now a good time to buy or should I wait for prices to come down? And, and we're going to answer that question in a lot of different ways. But is this good news? I don't know. As real estate investors, we compete with people that are home buyers that are seeking their personal homes. We're competing with those. We're buying the property because we want investment grade rental properties. They're buying the property because they want a place to live. And and I think we've we've talked about just how demand for clean functional housing is increasing. It's it's off the chart. We can't build homes fast enough. Um, and now we have a, like a little we have house prices coming down. Um, so there's going to be people that are going to look to that. They're going to look to buy. So is it good news for home buyers? I don't know. Um, 65% of Americans own their homes, yet only 6.7% of us own rental homes, less than one in 10. Um, I did some research on this. July 2022, this year, just last month, was the largest one-month drop of home prices in 11 years. I told you we had a long run, right? 11 years. It was the largest one month drop. July 2022 is the second worst July on record. The only worst July was July of 2020. And that was when everything was shut down. That was the pandemic. If you have any questions or comments or would like to learn more about real estate investing, please send me an email. My email address is askmike at luinc.com. Askmike at lu. Inc.com. Did you know there's four ways to consume the content from the Lifestyles Unlimited radio network? First way is YouTube. You can go to the YouTube channel, type in Lifestyles Unlimited. We have a ton of content there. You can get lost in that content. Obviously, you can go to our website. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. My favorite way is the podcast app on your smartphone. Everyone's got a smartphone. Why don't we even call it smartphones anymore? Everyone's got a phone. It's really a computer that you carry around. Go to your podcast app, subscribe to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It will upload automatically. You can stay fresh with our content in your free time there. And then you can always live stream us from your favorite radio station. If you know the show is on a certain station at a certain time, you just go to their website. Find that website. 
and then click on listen now at the appropriate time and you'll catch our show. And many of you are probably live streaming me right now. Okay, today I'm reviewing a question that I've been asked for years and it comes from people that find out that when they find out that I'm a real estate investor, um, a lot of them will throw out the, uh, hey, is it good a good time to buy a home or should I wait for prices to drop? And I'm reviewing the question because if you missed the first segment, are prices dropping? Yes, July 2022, largest one month drop of home prices in 11 years. July 2022 was also the second worst July on record. Okay, so ever since they've been tracking this, it's the second worst. And that obviously the worst was July 2020 and when we were all locked down, so no one was buying houses then, so uh, prices were coming down. We know how 2020 ended up. Prices ended up uh, 20 plus 20%, I think, at the end of the year. But So it's just that little blip in 2020. So where I'm going is we don't have a pandemic to blame right now. What we have is a recession and this is significant because housing, the housing market is seasonal. Home prices almost always go up June through July. And here we are having this down July, which tells me that it's going to continue to trend down for the remainder of the year. Now, prices for 2022 of new homes are they're up by 14 percent okay that's because of the big gains uh from january through march but you're seeing this you're seeing a trend that's coming down um but on the other side there's another there's another powerful factor that may keep them from trending down as much as they normally would and that's called inflation right what is inflation inflation means your dollar can buy less and so uh, and what else? We have huge demand for clean, functional housing. So uh, it's significant that this July is down. Um, the reason I'm and, and keep in mind, real estate is local. So you're going to have some markets. Uh, West Coast markets are taking a bath right now. Uh, California, um, the West Coast, essentially Seattle. Those they're steep declines. Okay, not the declines that of the overall level. But there are steep declines uh, out on uh, the West Coast. But I share all of this so that I can answer the question. Uh, and that, that question is, is, hey, is it a good time to buy a rent home or should I wait for prices to drop? And my first answer to that question is, is typically coming from somebody that's not a real estate investor. They're not educated the way we are, is I want to say, stop reading the market. Stop listening to the noise out there and start reading the asset, okay? Start reading the asset. Real estate is local. What is that particular property priced at? What can you rent that property for? How much is the mortgage expense gonna be? How much is the insurance expense gonna be? What is the interest on that? Will it cash flow? What's happening is, is you're looking at the entire forest. And now keep in mind, we've had 11 years of prices going up, 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 up. And that's when people are like, should I wait for the market to come down? If you asked me that question in 2017, you've been waiting a long time. I guess if, if that's the window you needed to go buy a rental property, well, I just I just opened it for you because I told you July 2022 is the second worst July on record as far as pricing. If, if you're a market reader, have at it. But that's not the best way to buy real estate. Stop reading the market. Start reading the asset. Um, I, I guess another analogy may be you're looking at the entire forest and you're looking for a trend Go take a hike in the middle of that forest and go find the purple tree, the, the perfect tree. Go find the right tree. Um, so by that is 
read the asset. Read the asset. Stop reading the market. It's always a good time to buy. Do your analysis. Make sure the math makes sense. Make sure the property has a cash flow. David Fisher always says, we make our own economy. We make our own economy. What does he mean by that? You make it on the purchase. You're buying right. The property's cash flowing. It's in a good market, in a good neighborhood. You're going to be able to fix it. You're going to be able to put a great resident in that property, and it's going to cash flow. If you're getting lost in, God, we heard all the excuses, COVID, pandemic, um, this and that, and now we're getting the opposite excuses, stock market's down, uh, housing might crash. Um, no, no, no. No, stop reading the market, start reading the asset. If you're in a good economic market with positive growth trends, means people are moving to that locale. They're moving to that part of the country, and it's got good politics. What do I mean by that? Business-friendly politics. It's got good management teams within that state, within that city, within that county that are business-friendly, and you've got a good product in a good neighborhood it's going to be a great investment. The housing market doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with it. So on continuing on on that thought, I want you to think like an owner. I don't want you thinking like an employee, okay? So um, what is an employee? An employee is the mindset thinking of an employee is 40-year thinking. As an employee... An employee flows to money, right? You get up, uh, you go to work, you're going to the money. But an owner, if you think about it the, in the opposite way, money flows to owners. It's completely different. Employee is going to the money, and an owner, money is flowing to the owner. So get out of that that mindset, that employee mindset. And I know it's ingrained in us. Um, it's ingrained to us from the earliest time of our life. We're young and we go to school and you have a teacher, right? Your favorite second grade teacher, your favorite third grade teacher. What were our what were our teachers? Our teachers were employees. They went to work. They flowed to the money. The money wasn't flowing to them. They they literally look, we have great teachers that teach us a certain subject and we learn that subject, but teachers at the end of the day they have the same mentality, that 40-year mentality. They're going to go to work. Uh, they're going to teach for 25, 30 years, 35 years, 40 years, and then they're going to retire, and they're going to have that pension, that, that form of lifetime, that lifetime benefit after retirement because that's all they know. They may be great at physics or great at math, but they still have that employee mentality, and I want you to start thinking like an owner and not an employee. My name's Mike Harrison. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. 
It's gonna crash. It's gonna be better next year. It's, I've gotta listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? Well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop. Lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I want to thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more about Lifestyles Unlimited, about how we run our business, how we make money, five ways on a single-family property, six ways on a multifamily property, I invite you to attend one of our free workshops. They have them at different hours. I think there's some that are midday. I think some that are in the evening, but there's, there's several choices and you can attend and, and engage within it. It's not a video. Go to freeworkshoplivestream.com, freeworkshoplivestream.com. If you would like to join Lifestyles Unlimited and have access to our education, our two-day seminar, our financial freedom seminar, which is 16 hours, you'll learn everything you need to learn at that seminar to begin investing in real estate on your own. That's financial freedomlivestream.com financialfreedomlivestream.com there is a promo code it's $297 if you use the promo code save big s a v e b i g and you'll actually get 2 years for $297 it'll reduce the price so Hey, way less expensive than when I joined, but that was a long time ago. Um, and look, it's it's an incredible deal. Gives you access to our vendor group, which alone is worth the price of admission. Uh, we've got vendors that are specific to real estate investors. You, like I said, you've got all the education online, and you can attend our two-day financial freedom seminar. When we left off, I was talking. I I want people to start thinking like an owner and not like an employee. That employee is, that's that 40 year mentality. I'm gonna work for 40 years and then I'm gonna retire because I've been told that retirement's an age and by working for 40 years, I should have enough to live this comfortable life, this dignified life in retirement. And it's frankly, it's the plan's broken. It's not working for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. We learn from those that are closest to us. I talked about teachers, teachers are employees. Who were our parents? Well, who are our parents? Well, if statistics hold true, 90% of our parents were also employees, okay? 10% uh, were either small business owners or entrepreneurs. Um, you can almost say that they were, most of them were working in their business and not necessarily on their business. So in a way, they were employees as well. But we become those who we are closest to. We become those who taught us in life. My father, he worked in aerospace for the better part of his life. He retired with a pension. He retired with paid for health care. He was a, a 20th century man. This is the 21st century. Obviously, things are a little different today. But he had two things that most of us will never have, that the pension and the paid for health care. Yet this was a man that um, was telling me how I need to save 
and invest for retirement. And he's telling me from an angle and, you know, I, I didn't say anything at the time and I didn't even really realize it, but I probably should have stepped back and said, wait a second, you got a pension, you got paid for health care and you're giving me your advice on, you know, I need to save 20% of my earnings and I need to put it in a 401k and I should be investing in this type of, of asset. But look, your parents don't give you bad advice because they don't like you. They love you. They're giving you the advice that they learned that was ingrained in them. And we need to see things differently. And our kids will probably see it differently. Things change. Economies change. Um, methods change. The, the rules of money change. Um, another, another example, our parents paid off their properties. They paid off their homes, okay? Why? Because essentially for the better part of when they were owning homes, you had interest rates that were 7, 8, 9, 12%. And if you've got a home, a property that you live in, and you're paying that type of interest on that loan, well, yeah, of course, it's the smart move to pay it off. But they continue that mindset. And again, people closest to us love us. And for the better part of the last 11 years, we've had very, very low interest rates. I mean, uh, two and a half uh, on 30-year mortgages, for entrance, for for example. And what are, what are our parents telling us? You need to pay your home off. Look, no, not if it's at two and a half percent. I can take that money and I could go do great things with it. I can go invest it and I can earn a lot more than than two and a half percent. But there's still that mindset because it was ingrained in them from 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that that's how you got ahead, that you paid your your home off. But it's you paid it off when you had eight to 12 percent interest rates. If I had eight to 12 percent interest rates on my mortgage on my actual home would i pay it off you're darn right it would be a mission pay that off but at two and a half if someone said hey harrison how long would you like to borrow money at two and a half percent and i would say i wish i could live to be 200 years old and carry that loan that entire time i will take two and a half percent money all day long. Now, it's not out there anymore. Interest rates are, are actually climbing. They're getting high and they're getting to a point that, yeah, if you've got six plus or if if they raise rates again to eight, nine, ten percent and you've got that on your property, yeah, you're going to want to get out of that loan. It, it makes sense if you're, you know, nine, ten percent interest, it makes sense to pay it off. But again, people closest to us are giving us the advice that was ingrained to them from their it's what shaped them. So again, I want to go back. Are you thinking like an employee or are you thinking like an owner? Are you flowing to money or is money flowing to you? Imagine you are the owner of eight rental properties. All right. Imagine you're the owner of eight rental properties and you have property management in place. Um, are you flowing to money or is money flowing to you? Well, money is flowing to you. You're the owner, okay? You're the owner. Money is coming to you. You're not going to the money. So start thinking like an owner. Stop thinking like an employee, this 40-year plan. And, and again, people closest to us have ingrained that to us because it's all that they knew. Now, moving back to our discussion on the housing market, I mentioned that 
home prices were down for July of 2022. Is that because of there's too much housing out there? No, it has nothing to do with the demand for clean, functional housing. It has everything to do with the recession and the economy. Understand that. There is not an an overload of supply. There's not too many houses out there on the market in any way, shape, or form. It is just a result of the fact that we have high interest rates. We've got inflation that's at a 40-year high. Um, we've got a recession that's upon us. Um, I haven't seen any news about layoffs, but I'm sure those are coming. If we're in for a long, dark turn, um, people just frankly can't afford their property, and they're going to try to sell it, and they're not going to be able to sell it because the buyers, the amount of buyers that can buy that property, are they're getting pushed. They're getting squeezed. So that demand is always going to be there. The demand, is, there's too much pent-up demand. So we'll have to get through this, but by no means is investing in real estate in any danger at all, in any danger. And I want to share with you a trend, in fact, that that may actually highlight this, and I'm not going to be able to get to it before the break, but um, there's a trend that's coming about uh, that is adding more units to the market, and it's pretty unique. It's something that I've always thought about, and it's the fact that there is a recycling of unused office space to apartments. Um, that trend's starting to go, but people are buying these older office buildings, and then they're going in and rehabbing them and then converting those to uh, essentially office space, uh, or they're, they're taking the office space and converting them to apartments. And I've always thought about that. Every time I drive through uh, a small town and I see these older buildings or unused buildings, I'm Mike Harrison. I was reviewing real estate articles and information online the other day, and I came across uh, an interesting trend, and that is a trend where uh, unused office space, right? There's a lot of unused office space out there because more people are working from home. So what do you do with that unused office space? Well, some folks are converting that unused office space to apartments, and I've always thought about that. It's kind of been in the back of my mind. Um, the viability of it. I, I'm not sure it necessarily fits within our model. Yes, we do do some rehabs, but that would be a, a pretty heavy lift. And does it cash flow? Really, that's my my big question. But I can see that trend continue to increase, right? On one hand, you've got an uh, unused office buildings that are in great condition. Um, how can we make that something that we need, right? There's huge demand for clean, functional housing out there, whether it's single family homes or apartments. So you've got demand off the chart for it and then empty building. It just seems that that makes sense. And they said that um, there was 32,000 apartment conversions last year, whatever that means. 40% of them came from office buildings. And this began even prior to COVID, okay, began prior to COVID. The trend is increasing because more employees are wanting to work from home. They're wanting to have their office at home. So they're recycling these old buildings, making them uh, into housing. And it's my guess that it's probably only a matter of time before a, a Lifestyles Unlimited lead investor takes on one of these projects. Now, obviously, they're going to have to buy the 
the property right, right? We make uh, our own economy. I've said that earlier on the show. You got to buy the property right, um, and then also I would want to understand what the uh, is the city on board, right? They should be on board. We all think, well, that makes sense, but uh, when has common sense and government uh, ever? flowed together. Usually it's the opposite. But I would want to make sure that the local uh, powers that be, the code people, the code compliance, the planning, the zoning client people uh, understand what we're doing and how it um, essentially benefits the locality there, right? Anytime you're bringing people into uh, uh, an, an area, those people, um, they create uh, other jobs because they're spending money. They're going out to eat. Um living expenses, all that sort of thing. So it's always good for a city. You know, on one hand, you can have vacant building, dilapidated vacant building, or on the other, we can have, again, a nice place to live that people are proud to come come home to. Within that light, I get asked often, and I have for years and years and years, is it a good time to buy a rent home or should I wait for prices to drop? And I've always thought that's an odd question as an investor, but I give people the benefit of the doubt um, because I know that when they ask that question, they're really, they're uninformed. They're just kind of throwing it out there. Um, And my answer, really, my initial answer is nothing we do is dependent upon the market. I'm not looking for those trends on, on whether something is up or something is down or what have you. I'm looking at that asset as itself, a standalone, does it cash flow? Um, do I have the ability to get an equity capture, right? Am, am I going to essentially get equity on the purchase? How much rehab is involved in this property? Can I spend a reasonable amount of money to get this property in a good condition and then get a resident in that uh, property? What's the location of it? Okay, so more than the math, um, I need to know where it is. Is it in an area that is trending up? Are there good jobs in the area? Is it a good neighborhood? What's the layout of these are these are the more important questions. I don't care what the market's doing. Um, if I've got a really strange property and it's got an odd layout, I don't care if it's cheap. It's not going to work for what we do. But if that's a serious question that you people that have not invested, that people out there and they're waiting for that downturn, well, the light is on. Uh, the downturn is upon us. And if that's what you've been waiting for to invest in real estate, go do it. If that if that was your big crutch, I encourage you to do it immediately. So, um, again, it doesn't matter on the econ- on the economy at all. We we make our own economy on the purchase. It's always a good time to buy, always a good time to buy if the property uh, makes sense, if it cash flows, if you've done your analysis. But really, let's look above and beyond when someone asks that question, what is the real issue? Hey, uh, is the price of the home right to buy? I, I think the question, if you look at the psychology of it, I think the question is much bigger. I think it's somebody that really, when they're asking that question, they're in they're in search of a quality, long-term cash-flowing investment. They're in search of a hedge against inflation. They're in search of a safe haven for their hard-earned money. It's not about the rent house. 
Not at all. They're just that's kind of their approach to it. Hey, is now a good time to buy or should I wait for prices to come down? And what they're really saying is is I'm worried about my retirement. I'm worried about my financial future. Um, these are people that are probably beginning to question the sanctity of the stock market. They're probably beginning to realize that the conventional wisdom plan that's been sold to them since they were seven years old may not be everything that it's been advertised to be. Um, this may be a person that's saying, you know what? I would be better off with an extra $400 a month. I would be better off with an extra $800 a month. I would be better off with an extra $2,000 a month. Um, is this a person asking that question? Maybe they begin to realize that, hey, W-2 income, boy, I'm getting taxed. In fact, W-2 income is the most heavily taxed form of income. There's three types of income, royalty income, passive income, W-2 income. Guess which one is taxed the most? Well, that's the one where the employee gets up and goes to work every day. And uh, the reward for that, the reward for being an employee is, well, that's where the government has their hand the deepest in your pocket. Maybe somebody asking that question, if now's a good time to buy real estate, uh, is somebody that's tired of the cyclical nature of the stock market. They're tired of the ups and downs. They're tired of uh, going home and turning on the news and seeing that the market's down another thousand points. And all that means that translates into their wealth is down by a certain portion, 2%, 3%, 20%, 30%. Maybe that person asking if now's a time, uh, now's a good time to buy a rent home or not, um, they're beginning to realize they have no control over their money, none whatsoever. You give your money and Wall Street sneezes and suddenly your wealth changes. And so they're saying, you know what? Hey, is now a good time to buy a rent home or should I wait for prices to drop? They're, they're really saying, I'd like to have control over my money instead of Wall Street having control over my wealth or Washington, D.C., having control over my wealth. That's what they're, when you look at the context, they're not asking about the rent home. They're quietly seeking a better way to build wealth. They're quietly seeking a secure, bright financial future. They're quietly, they're kind of hinting at you, hey, I know you're a real estate div uh, investor. Um, I'm coming to you because I'm considering being a real estate investor. I've thought about it. My wife and I have thought about it. My husband and I have thought about it. We've been working for years. Um, our 401k isn't everything that it's meant to be. And we're not going to have the retirement we thought we were going to have. Is now a good time to buy a rent home? So, friends, this is something I went through. I went through it. Uh, 10, 12, 15 years ago, and I was reverse engineering my plan, right? They, they tell you to save this money in your 401k, and then you can take 4% of that. Whatever you have saved up for your retirement, you get to pull 4% of that. So if it's a million bucks, you can live on $40,000. If it's 2 million bucks, you can live on $80,000. If it's 3 million bucks, you can live on $120,000. And, and I started looking at it and keep in mind, I just went through 2008 and 2010, the crash. And it was the second time I'd been cleaned out on everything that I was working for. And so, you know, that question was probably even going through my mind at that time. Like, hey, 
is now a good time to buy a rental property or should I wait for prices to drop? And that probably question went through my mind, but also what was happening is I had made a firmer decision. I had made a strong pivot to say, what we're doing isn't working and we're going to have to find another avenue and we're going to try out this rental property thing. We're going to buy this rental property. We're going to buy this nice house. Um, we're going to lease it to a great resident. They're going to pay the rent and we're going to have this extra money on the backside. Now, I think if you've, if you've heard me for any amount of time, uh, I messed that all up because I did it within a self-directed IRA. And if you know how that works, the money goes to the IRA, not to us. Um, quickly, I learned how to do it right. And then the passive income comes to me. We get to keep it. But that question, that question isn't about the rent house. Hey, is now a good time to buy or should I wait for prices to drop? That question is about a better path forward. That question is about changing your life. So is now the time? Yes, not tomorrow. Now is the time. Yes, it's a good time to buy. I want you to remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. My name is Mike Harrison. Make it a great day. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.